Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. I am your host, Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. I am joined by my good buddy and co-host, the Dadalac, Chad. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm back in the cave. I put more shelves up, and it's looking more and more organized, yet still overstuffed with pops, and I love it. Yeah, I uh, just mowed before... uh, we started recording so everything looks nice in the background so yeah so uh, i mean i was thinking that maybe we should start talk with talking about uh last week's green bay chicago game because why not they're both on by this week so we probably won't have much of a chance to talk about them so let's just get it out of the way and the packers won um like i texted you after the game happened and i told you that i feel more the Bears lost, then the Packers won, but it doesn't matter because in the record books, Packers won. They're now the winningest team in NFL history when it comes to wins. I mean, I know it's unfair for teams like Houston and like the Panthers, teams that will never get there because they started too late, but uh, it doesn't matter. Green Bay has it. And yeah, I mean, they're still not mathematically eliminated, which. I mean, good for them. Like, I'm, I don't know. I was, I've been thinking about it. I'm not expecting them to actually make the playoffs. But, I mean, if there was any team that would be the team that ran the table, um, it would be the Packers. That They've had this happen to them before. Uh, just look back, I think it was 2003 when the Vikings had to lose against the worst team in the league, the Arizona Cardinals, and... Lo and behold, the last second touchdown by the Cardinals. Vikings lost, Packers beat the Seahawks, boom. Fourth and 26 happened a couple weeks later, and the Packers lost to the Eagles. But, uh, yeah, that's just one example of it happening. I mean, we can go to 2010, too, when they won the Super Bowl, when they beat Chicago in the NFC Championship. Did I mention the Bears still suck? Yeah, I don't know how the Bears managed to lose that game. They gave, they had over 400 yards of offense. They were going up and down the field on them in the first half. And I know all the Packers fans, I work in a bar. Everyone, oh, the defense really turned it on in that second half. No, no, they didn't. Like, I get it. Like, it's hard to watch your favorite team and be uh, a not fan about it. Like, it's hard to just be, sit back and be logical about what you're watching. That Packers defense is trash. Okay, they got two lucky turnovers, and they got a third turnover that sealed them the game. Only one of those interceptions was even a decent interception, and it wasn't that great either. Jair Alexander got paid a billion dollars, Rasul Douglas got paid a billion dollars, and they're getting cooked. Cooked like Thanksgiving turkeys every week on the outside. The defense is trash. The offense is like showing signs, at least Christian Watson is. He looks like an absolute monster out there. But touchdowns in four games. Yeah. Even that, though, like, I think the Packers should have been trying to lose that game. Like, you now gave Chicago the upper hand. They're going to have so many great draft picks next year. And if the Packers keep winning these losable games, they're going to once again get a middle-of-the-road draft pick, like, between the 15th and 20th pick, and they're not going to get shit. I am just going to play devil's advocate on that thought process. If you are rooting for the Packers to lose that game 
and tank to get a better draft pick. You're also rooting against one more shot in the window with Aaron Rodgers to win a championship. Not saying that they're going to get in the playoffs, but they're still technically not mathematically eliminated. It can happen. I mean, there's still four games that they have to play, and like a lot needs to happen. I think like it's very slim odds that they make it in there, but it can happen. So I don't know. Just saying that as a Packer fan, which you're not totally, it's hard for someone like me to be like, yeah, like I understand. I kind of agree with you that a nice or early draft pick would be nice, but at the same time, if we still have a chance. I still want to go for it, you know. And beating the Bears twice in one season, beating them eight games in a row, and I believe uh, Aaron Rodgers is like twenty-five of like twenty-seven or something like that. Or he, he I don't does remember own the, the exact. Bears. That's it's, that's for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nuts. But. Well, we can talk about games that are actually going to happen this week. Uh, glad we got that out of the way. First game of the week is on Thursday night. Football. Well, should we do should we do our recap of last week first? You, did, you skipped we can over. Do a recap. I totally forgot. Who's hosting the show, Chad? Jeez, you want to host? Go right ahead. No, God, no, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, last week uh, with uh, our Armageddon week or uh, our Bewitching Hour, we had ten different games. Uh, didn't really work out for I mean, worked out for Chad by gaining one game on me, which is nuts how that worked out. Uh, we did have a tie, which I called that there was going to be a tie in one of the games last week. I wonder, I wonder if there's going to be a tie this week. I just, I don't know. I just, this just popped in my head. Like we've been, we've been teasing some ties these last couple weeks, I feel. And Florida. I don't know. I know we have one this year, but like I'm wondering if we're going to get another. Hopefully it's not the teams that already have a tie. So, I mean, I don't get any, don't get credit for that, but, I mean, good on me. Um, so, yeah, uh, last week Chad went 10-9-1. I went 9-5-1. Uh, Chad's overall record is 107-71-1, and I'm 110-68-1. And Chad also went 3-0 and in his bets. So, uh, yeah. Do what Chad says. You might win some money. but uh, Or bet responsibly as well. We should probably say that. I don't want to be in trouble for giving anyone a gambling addiction. Uh, anyways, let's move on to uh, Thursday night football. We have the 5-7 and seven Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the 3-9 and nine defending Super Bowl champions, L.A. Rams. I don't even really want to watch this game. The Ram or the Raiders are favored by five and a half. Um, I don't see the Rams winning this game at all, especially since Devontae Adams has been on fire the last two or three weeks. The Rams don't have any offensive power anymore except for Cam Akers, apparently. Um, I go I'm going Las Vegas all day long and twice on Thursday. Nice. Nice wordplay there. I this is I hate the Raiders right now. The Raiders have, are a thorn in my side. They are a bee in my bonnet, and they are annoying the hell out of me. Is it because they won back-to-back games after playing in overtime and totally oh, went yeah. against your, like, rule? They are they are the bane of my existence right now. They are breaking my rule. Two overtime wins in a row, 
and then to win, and then they won again this week. Like, I hate it. I hate it. Like, stop it. Josh McDaniels, you're not a good coach. And apparently, though, Josh Jacobs and Devonta Adams went, no, we're done losing. And the, between the two of us, I know no one else on the team is going to do anything. Don't worry. We got you, boys. Like, Josh Jacobs is playing out of his mind. And at the beginning of the year, once again, everyone was selling all stock on Josh Jacobs. We all were like, he is done. They drafted, I don't even remember the rookie's name anymore, that we were all like, he's going to take his job. Josh Jacobs is playing in preseason games. Like, it's over. And now he's scoring 40 to 50 points every week in fantasy, just driving me crazy. God, I don't want to pick the Raiders. But I, like, keep losing games because I won't pick the Raiders. I, I, I have to, ugh, I don't, I hate this. I don't want to do it. Can't pick the Rams, though. No! Like, how can you pick the Rams? They're like on their third-string quarterback, no Cooper Cup. They don't have anybody. Aaron Donald didn't play last week. He's never missed a game in his career. And he decided, like, no, like, I'm a little banged up. I don't want to, I don't want to play in this shit. Like, the Rams are done. The Rams are going to get a good draft pick. Uh, I mean, they have Baker now. I mean, <laughs> you can maybe. Is he playing yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, I was going to say, know. remember when you thought you were like, it's going to be Baker's resurgent year in Carolina. And now he's been released and he's on his third team. Yeah. Um, I liked your uh, prediction of him going to the XFL better, but. Uh, I, I still say he will go to the XFL. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. USFL, if that's still a thing. Um, I'm taking are you the picking Raiders. Las Vegas? I, yeah. I'm taking it, the Raiders. I sold all stock on the Rams. I can't. I can't pick the Rams at all. They are a garbage, garbage team, and I mean, worse than the Raiders. The worst? Are they the worst defending Super Bowl champions in the history of the NFL? I think they have to be considered. I think they're the first ever defending Super Bowl champs. Not the first, but the only the second to ever have a losing record. Like this is rough. Three and nine, and I do not see them winning another game this year. They go three and fourteen. Shot. I mean, they'd definitely be the first defending Super Bowl champ to go have fourteen losses. That's almost got to be a fact. The first game on Sunday at noon, we have the seven and five New York Jets at the nine and three Buffalo Bills. As you recall, the last time these two teams played, the Jets won. The Bills are favored by nine and a half. Um, I feel like that is a lot, especially since the Jets have already beat them. The Jets were damn near like close to beating the Vikings. They probably should have beat the Vikings. The Vikings gave them every chance to beat them, but didn't. They couldn't pull it off. But I don't know. I feel like nine and a half is a lot. The Bills are still the Bills. They're good. But they don't look as dominant as they did at the beginning of the year. That being said, I still think I'm going to take the Bills. I think that even though I think the Jets are good, they're having, like, growing pains. Like, they're a young, good team. And this is only going to make them better in the future, I think, especially uh, Robert Sala. I think he feels – He's like the uh, suit in Black Panther. Like, you hit it, it gets energy, and, like, he knows how to, like, use that energy and channel it into the right, like, places. So, But I still think Buffalo's going to win this game. I like the Vibranium reference right there, Diesel. That was, a, that was clever. Classic. I like your style. 
this game is nasty. The the AFC East is just a just like the NFC East. It's an absolute just dogfight in that division. Nine and a half points is far too many points. This is the silver lock of the week, folks. Silver, not bronze or gold. Silver lock of the week. Take the Jets and the points plus nine and a half in a division game against an opponent that you've already beaten before. And don't get me wrong. I also agree with you after last week, two games in a row, we're already agreeing twice. I'm going to take the Bills to win this game because I do think they're a better team. And as you said, the Jets are very young. The Bills are sort of putting it together. At least the Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs uh, relationship seems to have been fixed because they absolutely slaughtered the Patriots this past Thursday and it hurt my soul, but it was great for my fantasy team. I do think the Bills win this game, but I do think it comes down to, once again, the fourth quarter. They win by maybe a touchdown. I don't see them winning by two scores. That is that is wild that this line is at nine and a half, in my opinion. So, silver lock of the week, folks. Take the Jets, but I am picking don't the Bills to come, win. Don't let it come down to a field goal from Legatron. That's right, I'm calling him Legatron again because he hit a 61-yarder on Sunday. Um, he's been really good this year. Greg Zerloin has had his best year in probably like five years. Um, I haven't picked him up uh, in fantasy this week because my kicker was on buys, and I feel like that was a good decision. Nice. Because uh, I actually do feel like Buffalo, I mean, uh, the Jets are going to kick a lot of field goals against Buffalo. So, yeah. Pick him up in fantasy if you haven't yet. That's, that's my tip of the week. I do need uh, a kicker in one of my leagues. Maybe I will. Uh, moving on to the next game on Sunday, we have Battle of Ohio. It is the five and seven Cleveland Browns traveling to the eight and four Cincinnati Bengals. Cleveland looked god awful last weekend for a little while. I thought my prediction of Houston actually beating them was gonna work out. I mean, they could really look scary for a little while. I was like regretting not taking Houston for the first half of that game. I was like. Really? Like, this is going to happen? No, it was Deshaun Watson's first game back, but he looked like trash. I mean, you got to assume that this year's a wash. I mean, he has no, like, uh, chemistry with uh, Amari Cooper. You can see that in that game. Dropping passes left and right. and Just, I don't know. I I really strongly feel that Cincinnati's going to win this game. Then again, it's the Browns versus the Bengals, and the Bengals are fighting for the division. And the Browns always beat the Bengals. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird thing. But Jamar Chase is back, and Joe Burrow is entering the MVP discussion. I don't think he'll win it. No. But like, I think like he's top three in that discussion right now. So I'm going Cincinnati. I, I hate to agree with you once again, but yeah, I I think Cincinnati is an ascending team. They are definitely a second-half football team. That shaky first half, it just seems to be what they're going to do. That's who this team is. With Jamar Chase coming back, also Joe Mixon should be back this week. Everyone's getting healthy on that team. That defense is actually coming together and held Kansas City Chiefs to only 24 points, just like they did last year in the playoffs, which was weird, I thought. I got Cincinnati, I without question. I'm sorry. I think this will be a good game, but I don't think Cincinnati loses this game here. This is their chance to get revenge for their first loss to the Browns earlier on Monday Night Football. 
Well, moving on to the next game at noon on Sunday. This seems like it's a fairly easy week to pick because this game I already have in the slot who I have winning. We have the 1-10-1 Houston Texans traveling not that far to the 9-3 Dallas Cowboys Battle of Texas. We have Battle of Ohio. We have the Battle of Texas as well. I mean, this one's pretty obvious after the shellacking that they laid on the Colts in the fourth quarter on Monday night or Sunday night. Um, there's no way Dallas is going to lose to Houston. Houston's bad. Uh, Dallas is actually favored by 17 in this game, and I'm not mad about it. Like, uh, yeah, Dallas all day. Yeah, it's it's legitimately this. I don't even know why. I don't want to talk about this game. I'm not taking 17 points. It's just too many points. Not that I don't think Dallas will easily cover in this game. It's just that I don't want to root for that kind of a epic ass whooping that's going to happen. I already know. I am starting my. I'm starting the Dallas defense. I'm starting Tony Pollard. I'm starting Zeke Elliott. I'm starting the entire Dallas Cowboys team if I can in fantasy this week. The Texans defense is sneaky. They. They play pretty. They play hard and everything, but that offense is so god awful. I just this is gonna be a train wreck for the Texans. Give me Dallas all day, twice on Sunday. Actually, make it four times on Sunday. I'll double up. Okay, enough said about that game. Moving on to a game that uh, is actually interesting. We have another division game. It is the ten and two Minnesota Vikings traveling to the five and seven. Detroit Lions and what is interesting about this game Detroit is favored by two and a half the five and seven Detroit Lions are favored against the 10 and two Minnesota Vikings um yeah I'm going I'm telling you right now I'm picking Minnesota because they're the dogs I just I don't understand this I feel like I don't know. It might be a psychological thing for me. If Minnesota was the favorites, I probably would have won with Detroit. But I just have this feeling that they just jinxed Detroit. Uh, and I'm going with Minnesota. I just, like I said, good teams find a way to win. And Minnesota, I think, are 9 0 in like one possession games. Yeah. That means the one game that they won that wasn't one possession was against the Packers. Correct. <laughs> they slaughtered the pack. I. Well, I'm glad we're finally going to disagree on something. And I, it's my own hubris that I just refuse to pick the Vikings. I'm surprised the world didn't end when they won this past Sunday. The Vikings are 10-2. and 10-2. and two. How does that make sense at all? Anyone in the better, world, explain this to me. Better than any record in the AFC, which everyone said the AFC was going to be so strong. The Vikings are 10-2. and two. And have dominated the AFC East. They've now beat the Bills, the Patriots, and the Jets. Like, what the hell? And I, I have to, you know what? When they play the Dolphins, that'll probably be the one time I pick the Vikings because they just seem to have the AFC East number this year. But this isn't an AFC East game, and the Lions are on fire right now. Give me Jared Goff. Give me the Sun God himself, Amun Ra St. Brown. I'm going with the Lions. Not betting a cent on this game. This game scares the shit out of me. I might consider betting the over. What's the over under at? 53. 
Ooh, that's a little high. That's that's a scary one. Yeah, I'm not going to touch this game with a 10-foot pole, but give me the Lions to win. Come on, Jared Goff. You got to do it once this year for me. And the Lions are still in the hunt, and technically, I believe they're actually still alive for the division as well. So, they are. But a loss... Well, definitely, uh, the Vikings will win the division. but uh, Yeah, because the Vikings could have won the division last week with a Lions loss. So if they beat the Lions this week, they for sure already wrap up the NFC North and will be the first team to do so this year, which just makes a man sick. Like, come I mean, on. The Eagles, like, are in really good shape, too, for locking down the one seed because they have a win against the Vikings. That gives them, like, a game and a half. They can lose a game and still have that tiebreaker over the Vikings. And speaking of the Eagles, they're in our next game, and they play on Sunday at noon. They are 11-1, and and they're also playing a division game. They're traveling to the sloping 7-4-1 uh, New York Giants. And, yes, that was the game last week that was a tie. Um I knew it was going to be a tie when they went into overtime because neither of them wanted to score. It just, and the way it ended too with that field goal, it wasn't even close. It was just, yeah, it was a sad, sad ending. But uh, dogfight, the NFC East, it's it's nuts. Yeah, I, I know we already talked about the Cowboys, but... How the hell, like, how shitty is it to be the Cowboys? They are dominant this year. Uh, like, the highest percentage right now, the odds-on favorite to make the Super Bowl. And they're not going to win their division. They are not going to get to play a home game in the playoffs unless either the one or two seed lose. Because they're going to be, like, the fifth seed. Because <laughs> they are not going to be able to catch the Philadelphia Eagles. It's absolutely wild. This you, you got what you wanted with the NFC's dogfight. I I really want the G-Men to be better, but they are they are beat to piss. They have no healthy bodies on that team. The Eagles are coming even more alive. That passing attack this last week against the Titans looked absolutely stellar. And if A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are going to play like that, and you got Jalen Hurts just absolutely balling out, I, I don't see the Eagles losing another game this year. I, I just, I know they got the Cowboys one more time, but I just don't see them losing again. So I'm, I'm taking Philly. I got Philly in this game, and what's the line on it? Uh, Philly is favored by seven. Ooh, I don't, I don't like it. I, if it was six and a half, I would take it. I, I think that Philly wins this game by a touchdown, as the Giants are infamous for making it close in the fourth quarter. They just won't go away. So I think Philly wins this game by a touchdown, but not more than seven. I would take this game at a push. If I get it at six and a half, I'd take it. I was going to take Philly in this game. I even typed them in the box. But you talked me out of it. And there's also something that I mentioned to you or texting on Sunday is that I do believe that Philadelphia isn't going to finish with only one loss this year. If they're going to lose, it's going to be another division game. The Giants are probably pissed at that tie. They should have won that game. I don't know. It's in New York. It's a division game. I don't think they're going to be 
playing like they did against Tennessee, who just, I mean, A.J. Brown was like on a mission. And Jalen Hurts has been dominant all season long. I don't know. I just feel like we're due for an upset. And I don't know. I think we're going to have a fun finish in the NFC East. And if the Cowboys, I mean, if the Eagles don't finish in first place with the way it's gone this year, I'm not going to be surprised. I mean, I, I, I said that I don't think see the Eagles losing another game, but also if the Eagles didn't finish in first in the NFC East, I also wouldn't be surprised because yeah, that division is absolutely insane. And when your worst team is the Washington commies, it's just it's an absolute insane thing. Just like the AFC East. When your worst team is the, you know, New England Patriots, by record wise, you just it's mind boggling. You know what's crazy if that happens? This NFL season's been so nuts. That is gonna definitely mean the Vikings are gonna get the one seed. <laughs> They're probably not gonna lose another game. That's the team that's probably gonna win them all. <laughs> I I just I'm pretty sure that we're we're in the darkest timeline here, folks. We're in the darkest timeline. Moving on, noon Sunday, another division game. I'm pretty sure most of these are division games this week. Only a few that aren't. Uh, we have the eight and four Baltimore Ravens. Uh, falling apart Baltimore Ravens traveling to the five and seven Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is favored by two. And if Lamar Jackson was playing, I would uh, be surprised, but like, He's not officially ruled out from last I heard, but it doesn't look likely that he will be playing. And Pittsburgh has actually looked pretty decent the last couple of weeks. And I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this game. Because I liked Tyler Huntley last year when he did play. I think uh, he did not play very well on Sunday when he got thrown in that game. But uh, they won. I think maybe a week like with preparation, knowing that he's going to be the starter, he might be a little better. But like my gut is just screaming Pittsburgh. It's, I don't know, that defense is going to like cause so many issues for Baltimore's offense. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going with Pittsburgh. I really like what your gut's saying on this one, Diesel. I picked Pittsburgh last week to win. I also picked the under in that game. And though I got close there with it being 19 to 16, I thought some more points were going to be scored. It was a field goal game, just like I called. And I do, if TJ Watts playing, that Pittsburgh Steelers defense is a totally different monster. I, It's insane how much one guy on that defense changes everything for that defense. Because the games he wasn't playing, that defense was garbage, hot garbage. They were giving up points left and right, long touchdown drives, just huge plays all the time. TJ Watts back, they shut down the Colts, and I know they're the Colts, but they still shut them down basically and stopped them in the fourth quarter to, you know, seal that game. This last week, they shut down the Atlanta Falcons. Like, they did not let Atlanta run the ball. They let them throw a little bit, but... They only gave up 16 points and they sealed the game. Once again, I don't think Kenny Pickett's ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL right now, but with a defense playing that good 
and Najee Harris looking like Najee Harris again and just stiff arming the F out of people. Like one of the best stiff arms you'll see sans Marshawn Lynch this last week. It was awesome. I got the Steelers as well. I just don't believe in the Ravens offense at all. I just, they should be far better than they are. I know they're dealing with some injuries and everything like that, but even before like Lamar Jackson went down, I still probably would have picked the Steelers in this game just because I think they are on a better trajectory at this moment. And the Baltimore Ravens are just, just floundering. I do have a thought about it though, Diesel. You want to yep. know what the thought is? What's I that? Think I think it's the universe. And it's the fact that ever since the Harbaugh Bowl, when the Harbaugh brothers played each other in the Super Bowl, 49ers versus the Ravens, neither one of them has been good in the same season since. So it just happened to be Michigan's turn to actually be good this year. Thus, the Ravens have to suck it up. I mean, the Ravens are still 8-4. and four. They don't feel like an 8-4 and four team. But, I mean, they, they still lead... They still lead the NFC North through 12 games. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that's bad. <laughs> but they're a bad team. We all know they're they a bad team. They should be better. They should be better. They had some losses at the beginning of the year that should not have been losses, like the week two against the Jets. Um, but, yeah, I bet you they're kicking themselves for that one right now with no uh, Lamar Jackson. But um, moving on. Another division game, Sunday at noon, we have the 4-8 Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the 7-5 Tennessee Titans. And uh, how the Titans have fallen, I mean, they're still 7-5 and five and they've, they're going to win that division regardless, but they, are, they don't look very good. Uh, they are favored by 3.5. I don't even know where to go with this game. Like, Jacksonville, a couple weeks ago, played Baltimore really well. They had some good moments against Detroit. They just, overall, played like shit. <laughs> and just, I don't know. Uh, in Tennessee, I, they looked really bad against the Eagles. Like, I, they're gonna, they're not going to win a game in the playoffs. They're, like, I don't know. They're definitely a sham. They're definitely benefiting from uh, playing in the AFC self. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go with Tennessee just because of King Henry. Yeah, I... This is this is not a great game. I Because you went with King Henry and the Titans, I'm going to take the Jaguars just for fun. The, the Jaguars seem to be an up-and-down team. They're a roller coaster. They're good one week, bad the next. So this is a good week should be you know they got housed by Detroit it didn't look terrible and somehow Trevor Lawrence avoided injury on that hit where it looked like he might have you know broken his whole body I thought he might be dead after that and he you know he walked back out and he played the rest of the game you just never know some guys blow out their entire leg without being touched and Trevor Lawrence almost gets killed by a man and is totally fine just doesn't make any sense so by that logic Trevor Lawrence Travis Etienne and the Jaguars they're going to beat up on the Tennessee Titans. Unfortunately, Derrick Henry has not looked great the past couple weeks, and it's made very sad news for my fantasy football teams. But, you know, you got to deal with Yours it. Yours, too? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just had a weird thought where you're talking. I've been talking about other teams that aren't mathematically eliminated from winning their division. 
technically the Jaguars aren't either. And with a win here, that would bring them to only two games behind Tennessee. And if they went on a run and Tennessee keeps on falling like they are, who's to say Jacksonville doesn't shock the world and win the AFC self? Let's go, Jags. I don't think it'll happen, but it oh, could. Oh, happened. What if that happened in, like, every single division? Like, all of a sudden, some team comes, like, from the bottom and climbs their way all the way to the top. That'd be that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of divisions that could happen in. The tops of divisions are very close in most every case. So, I, you know what? This is just a fun bonus pick, and, like, it's not a lock or anything like that. But see what kind of uh, odds you can get on the Jags winning the AFC South. It might be worth putting down, you know, like 50 bucks on it. You probably get like plus 200, plus 500, somewhere in there with that. So that's a big payday. Yeah. Uh, moving on. We have another division game. It's the first game and the three o'clock slate. We have the nine and three Kansas City Chiefs taking on the three and nine Denver Broncos. Kansas City is favored by nine. And you've use this expression a lot this season it's this team's super bowl and i pretty much feel like that's the case for denver here like they are playing for nothing they can tank but that only helps seattle because they have their first round pick <laughs> yeah like denver like really shot themselves in the foot with that making that trade and like nathaniel hackett is on the hot seat like, he beats the Chiefs, he at least has an argument, like, hey, like, at least I have this win. But that being said, too, last week Denver didn't even enter the red zone one time. They are the worst offense in the NFL, and oh, their defense isn't much better. What are you talking about? Uh, their I defense mean, is phenomenal, man. I They're giving up that, less I, than I, I 17 points a game. Man. I retract my statement right away because, yeah, I thought about it because, yeah, they are usually low-scoring games against Denver. Their offense is not very good. But, uh, yeah, Kansas City, obviously. But I'm just saying, yeah. Denver, if they're, like, if they could have that, like, speech from the halftime of the Little Giants and just do one time, it could happen. It's the NFL, any given Sunday. It is the NFL, any given Sunday. I, I would love to pick the uh, Broncos here. I really would in a division game. I'm not going to. I'm clearly picking the Chiefs. But God, would I love to be able to take the Broncos here. This, this feels like a game that the Broncos should be able to win. The Chiefs coming off of a loss. The Broncos defense just absolutely playing out of their minds. I heard a stat about the Jets before Mike White took over. That if they had a quarterback who just would have had a QBR over 30, they would have won every single game except one game this year. That's how bad Zach Wilson was playing. And the fact is, Russell Wilson's playing even worse. Like, think of how good this Broncos team could be if they had, like, even Zach Wilson at quarterback. This defense is insane. They are not giving up points to anyone. Yeah, they just lost to the freaking Ravens, but that was on a last-second touchdown drive. They've given up three points the whole game. Three points! Like, this defense, I feel terrible for them. They 
They deserve so much more, and they've traded away Bradley Chubb, and they're still f Dang it. There's a whistle for the week. But I can't do it. I can't take the Broncos in this game. But what I can do with the bronze lock, what's the over-under, Diesel? 43. Take that under. Hammer that yeah. under. <laughs> because I do think the Chiefs can put up some points in this game. Like, I don't think they're going to do – this defense is going to do what they did against the Ravens or the Panthers or anything. But I do think that they will hold the Chiefs to under 30 points. And there's no way in flying F that the Broncos put up that other half of the points. Even though Diesel is right, and it is my favorite expression, this is this team's Super Bowl, and a win here could save Hackett's job. It ain't happening, folks. Russell Wilson's washed. This Latavius Murray is their starting running back, for Christ's sakes. Like, come on. This team, this offense is garbage. Give me the Chiefs, but bronze lock of the week. Take the under here. You know, this was originally slated as the Sunday night game, and this is one of the weeks where they could flex games out. Thank God they flexed this game out. <laughs> yes. Thank God for the flex. Uh, moving on, we have 325 on Sunday. The 4-8 Carolina Panthers traveling to the 7-5 Seattle Seahawks. Seattle did not look very good against the Rams last week. They, they're they three-and-a-half-point favorites, which makes sense, but they've been struggling their last three games, going one and two. This is almost a must-win for Seattle, like, because they're back a game from San Fran. I mean, they're still in it. They're still in the wild-card race and everything like that, but it's they lose to Carolina. Uh, I feel like... It's only going down from there. They need to win this game. It's a big one. I do think they will win this game, but I think it's going to be really close because they could barely beat the Rams. I do hate the fact that Carolina, and not hate, but I hate that they're coming off the bye. You know how much I hate picking against teams that are coming off their bye week. But I do agree that this, this is an absolute must-win situation now for Seattle because... Yeah, they can, with 49ers winning, that division's getting farther and farther out of reach for them. And also with the way that the a or NFC East is playing, the wild card is a scary thing to even get here. You need this game against Carolina for weird tiebreakers because other teams have lost to Carolina somehow and you just don't know if that'll come into play. Seattle has to win this game. Uh, it's in Seattle. I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Panthers, whether it be Sam Darnold. I I don't think P.J. Walker is yeah, back they yet. Ruled, they still ruled him out already. Did they? I didn't see that. So then it'll be Sam Darnold starting at quarterback, who I don't trust at all. I know Foreman can run some, but no. Yeah, give me Seattle here. I know that they're banged up as well, but they got to win this game in Seattle. Yeah, take Seattle. Next at 325, we have the 6-6 six and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the 8-4 San Francisco 49ers. Tampa Bay won on, well, it was a lot like the Packer game. I think the Buccaneers and the Packers are, like, pretty much identical to each other. It's so weird. I feel like... The Saints lost that game more than Tampa Bay won that game. Even with that drive by Tom Brady at the end to win it, it just didn't feel like Tampa Bay won. It felt like 
New Orleans gave him that game. I don't know. Tim Bate makes me angry. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. why. Like, they should be good, but I should be happy that they're not. They just make me angry. And now they're going up against a team like San Francisco, who I feel like is just going to, like, pick them apart. Like, they're just going to pick at them and pick at them and pick at them. And so, like, they just, like, here you go, whatever. We're going to get to, like, the second half, and the levy's going to break. And we're going to, like, San Francisco's only favored by three. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see San Francisco win by ten. You know, I just, that defense of Tampa Bay started out really good this year, and they have a lot of weak spots now. I just don't know how they're going to be able to stop the San Francisco offense, even with the Mr. Irrelevant starting, which Rock is crazy party. that they're they're on their uh, third-string quarterback. And they're still one of the favorites to win the NFC. It's interesting. I still think they should have kept Kirk Benkert. I think that was... Uh, I know they didn't realize that Jimmy G was going to go down, but a couple weeks ago, he was on their practice squad. I feel like uh, they have missed opportunity because I think that guy can play. From what I saw, like, him... And, I know it was only preseason, but, like, he had some, like, flashes. Like, he understands the game. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I think San Francisco is going to win this game because I just don't think that they're going to be able to stop the run. I don't think they're going to be able to stop the short pass. I just, yeah, Miami had, like, troubles with San Francisco all day, and Mike McDaniel was their offensive coordinator last year, and he couldn't even stop it. So I don't see Tampa Bay stopping San Francisco. Yeah, once again, this is another game where I would love to pick against you and go with Tampa Bay to win this game. If it was in Tampa, I 100% would. But because it's in Santa Clara, and though Brock Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant and a third-string quarterback, this is one of those offenses where it doesn't matter. I Their offense is totally predicated on just getting the ball out quickly to playmakers, on wonderfully set up screens and bubble screens and crossers. You don't need to throw the ball down the field with this team. Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy, is one of the most explosive and exciting players in the NFL. And we all just have to accept that. We kind of forgot because he played for Carolina for so long. And you know, Carolina's Carolina. But Christian McCaffrey on a great offense like this is fun to watch. And I think him alone, even not counting any of their other playmakers, not even talking about that defense, will be enough to beat Tampa Bay in this game. Tom Brady is still going to win this division and play another playoff game. And we'll see if they have to face each other in the playoffs, how I'll feel about it then. But in this situation, I'm going to take the 49ers as well. What's the uh, over-under in this game? 37 and a half. Ooh, that is low. That is low, low, low. And I kind of want to take the under as well. I'm not going to put a lock on it, but I would say, we'll say bonus lock, bonus hesitant lock. I would take the under in this game. Next game, Sunday Night Football, the game that got flexed into Sunday night. And it's the second time this year the Chargers have been flexed into Sunday night. And they're 6-6. Six and six. Uh, We have the 8-4 and four Miami Dolphins traveling to the 6-6 six and six Los Angeles Chargers. Miami is favored by three. In this game, like... 
I don't even know what to feel about this game. I feel that Miami is better than the Chargers. I feel like they should win this game. The Chargers are not mathematically eliminated from the AFC West, but I mean, they're mentally eliminated because nobody's toppling the Chiefs in that division, that's for sure. They're fighting for a wild card spot, but Miami is fighting for a division title. Miami will be in the playoffs either way, I feel, but I what do you, I want to hear what you have to say because I'm like on the edge of picking one and I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to have a real Michael Scott moment here because I do not know which way I'm going with this game at all. So I'm just going to start talking and hopefully something that I say makes my brain go, oh yeah, go that way. Because the Dolphins should be and have been one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL this season. Tyreek Hill, uh, is Waddle going to play? I didn't see the extent of his injury. I don't know if they have him listed as playing yet or not. Yeah, I didn't see that. It might be a game time decision, but I don't know. But Tua has proved a lot of his doubters wrong this year. That Miami defense, though, is pretty hot garbage. Like, they show flashes of excitement, but in general, they give up a lot of yards. They kind of are feast or famine, and they need turnovers to kind of win games. The Chargers, on the other hand, just lost to the frickin' Raiders. And once again, while they made it interesting, as Justin Herbert always does, the Chargers, just like the Lions, have this problem with winning games in the fourth quarter. They just can't seem to turn that final page. They can, they can get to the end of the book. But they just can't close that final page of the cover to end it properly. They always F up. Man, I... Both of these teams... I don't like this game at all either. I've been talking this whole time and I still don't know which way I'm going. I I can tell you who I'm going to go with. All right. I'm going to go with Miami. I just feel like they're the better team. I feel like they're more hungry... I'm not saying that the Chargers aren't, but they, with all the talent that the Chargers have on both sides of the ball, they've been pretty lackluster. Like, that defense was supposed to be, like, a monster. They have Bosa. They have Mac. Like, they, they they should have been way better than what they are. And I don't know. It just, you're right. Miami's defense is feast or famine. But, I mean, they take risks, and they do get a lot of turnovers. I'm taking Miami just because I believe in Tua. I believe in Tariq Hill, and I think they have a good running attack. I just I don't believe in the Chargers. As much as I want to believe in the Chargers, I just can't do it. You know, and with everything you just said right there, I'm going to take the Chargers <laughs> because I believe more in Justin Herbert than I do in Tua. And not that Herbert probably deserves that belief, but I just, that man is so, so many, like so talented. And that touchdown to Keenan Allen on fourth down, when he hucked the ball on the run, 40 yards in the air to a spot on the outside where only Keenan Allen could have caught the ball and dropped it. Like, uh, just he was standing right next to him. It's those kind of throws that 
just make me go, that guy's he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Like he, and I don't make this comparison lightly at all. He has the arm talent like Aaron Rodgers has the arm talent where sometimes he just makes throws that you go, how? Like how? And I'm not going to compare it to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is his own thing. He reminds me more of an Aaron Rodgers where it's just like a flick of the wrist and the ball is 50 yards down the field. And it's like, what? How did I even fuck Dang it! Second one. Yeah, I can't argue with anything you just said. I, and to your point of believing in Herbert more than Tua, I mean, that's a fair argument as well because neither of them have done anything in this league. Neither of them have played in the playoffs. Neither of them won a division. Neither of them, like, they've won some regular season games. And, like, so, I mean, to say that, to, like, me to argue to say I believe in Tua more than Herbert is just stupid because there's no winner of that argument because the fact is both of them are young and still have a lot of playing ahead of them. Maybe in, like, 10 years we can argue this, and I do know what the answer is going to be. It's going to be Herbert, but I'm just saying right now we can't. I would agree with that. Uh, I do have to ask, what's the over-under in this game? Uh, 51 and a half. (laughs) Perfect. That's exactly where I wanted it. Take the over, folks. Golden lock of the week. Both of these defense are feast or famine. And you know what happens in those kind of games? You generally get some points because someone Fs up and you get some long touchdowns. You have the Cheetah. You have a healthy Keenan Allen. You have Austin Eckler. You have whoever is running the ball for (laughs) other team. Just whatever. Take the over. Take the over here, folks. Mostert and Wilson. There we go. I couldn't think of their names for a second, but now I got them. I'm surprised you weren't taking the golden lock of the week for the next game. That's what I thought you were going with. I was thinking about it, but I hate Monday Night Football. And generally, Monday Night Football doesn't go well for Chad. So I stay away from it. True, and that is the 6-6. and New England Patriots traveling to the 4-8 Arizona Cardinals. The Patriots are favored, but only by one. Um, I don't know. Uh, are they healthy now, Arizona? Like, yeah. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, they are. Like, Kyler, Kyler Murray's going to play, and that terrifies me. The Patriots have been basically the Kirk Cousins team of the NFL this year, where we played great in every game that hasn't been prime time. But every time we've been put on prime time so far, we have got our asses handed to us. First time was against Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. Then we played the Vikings on freaking Thanksgiving. And yeah, we put up some points, but we got our asses handed to us in that game. And then this past Thursday, we just played against Josh Allen, and though we got him into third down every single play, every drive, they couldn't get off the field one time, and we got our asses handed to us. And now we go to Arizona. You're trying to talk me into Arizona because I know you're picking New England, so you want to have a difference. But, like, I can't pick Arizona. I've told you since week one how I hate this team. <laughs> I do not like them. Like, out of every team in the league, there's just something about them that I do not like the most. You and don't like the cut of their jib. I don't. And uh, I just... And I understand. Like, I feel like 
it's definitely between Arizona's offense and New England's defense for sure. I mean, that's where all the stars are. I mean, I mean, Arizona, Arizona should be so much better. Their defense is really good too. They have Buda Baker. Uh, oh my god, JJ Watt. Like, why? Are, why is Arizona bad? Like, I just knew. Like, it's it's King, it's Cliff Kingsbury. That's it's Cliff it Kingsbury. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's a very good coach. <laughs> I'm going to New England because, like, I just I can't pick Arizona. Just can't do it. I'm sorry, Chad, but it's a push for us in this game because I know you're not going to pick Arizona. Oh, I'm I'm not picking Arizona here, but I'm telling you, this is this is my heart picking New England. My brain is screaming Arizona. My brain is screaming at the top of its lungs. Pick Arizona. I'm not going to. Obviously, I'm picking New England to win this game, but. New England has a problem with mobile quarterbacks. We have for a long time. It's just something that Bill Belichick, and that's why he loves them so much, is because he can't figure out how to scheme against them. And Kyler, though he's been up and down and erratic this year, his running ability since he has been, whenever he's healthy, has been class A, like chef's kiss this year. And that terrifies me. I watched Justin Fields run all over us. I watched Josh Allen just run on us. F, I watched Kirk Cousins run on us. And he's not even a mobile quarterback. So I am terrified of this game. The only upside is that I feel like if we lose this game and the offense doesn't do anything, it could be zappy time soon, folks. It could, once again, be time for the zap attack. Because Mac Jones... Is not the answer. And folks, last week, this Thursday game, don't get me wrong. New England deserved to lose that game. As I said, we could not get off the field on third down. But I am telling you, New England deserved to be in that game. If we had a semi-confident quarterback, and I know after the game, Mac Jones was complaining, oh, we didn't call enough pass plays. We gave them pass plays. You couldn't throw the ball more than five yards down the field, Charlie checked down. All he can do is check the ball down, and it's so obvious and apparent that when the only touchdown you score in the game is on a bubble screen to a defensive back, that tells you all you need to see right there. Mac Jones, get the f And I know I just dropped another F-bomb, and I don't care. I'm mad about this one. Thursday made me real mad. So the only silver lining that if we lose this game, come on, Bill, it's time for the zap attack again. Just... Just, I know it takes a lot to swallow the pride and go, we got to get rid of it, not play the first round draft pick. Don't care. Zap attack time. Just ask the Jets how they're doing it. Um, how they feel about it. I mean, because every first round draft pick the Jets have, they end up benching. Um, yeah, I see you're still trying to make me take Arizona. I just I can't do it, even though... It's so compelling, and you make a really good argument for me to take them. <laughs> you can't do it. You, you do what you want, Diesel. I'm just telling you. I'm picking with my heart in this game, and I'm telling you I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I just do not like Arizona. I just don't do it. And uh, we have four different games this week, so, I mean, you could realistically take the lead. I could. I don't feel you good about it, but I could. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I took the Giants, okay? <laughs> okay? So, realistically, you could win all those games. It's not even, 
yeah, it's kind of scary. I'm probably going to lose the lead this week. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Got nothing much more to say. We have uh, the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders on bye this week. And it's the last week of byes. And so starting week 15 through week 18, we just get, like, full-on 16 games a week. I mean, I know during the holidays they kind of move things around so we can't have everything on Sunday, which I guess whatever. We get Saturday right. games starting in a couple weeks here, which is always exciting. Yeah. I love having NFL on Saturdays. It is exciting on Saturdays, but I kind of like just – like at the beginning of the season when you're watching Red Zone and it's just like you're getting like 14 afternoon games and you're just like you're ready to go, you know. Uh, one, uh, we did talk uh, over text. Should we quickly do a, our top tens uh, for the current power rankings of the NFL? I mean, we could if you would like. Let me bring mine up real fast. No problem. We can go back and forth even because we do agree on a fair amount of them. And so I think it's a, it'll be fun to just, you know, end the show on the power rankings. It's a good place to end. It's what Colin does. And you know how much I love Colin. You do love Colin. How do you want to do this? You want to go from 10 to 1? Oh, yeah. You got to start 10. with 10. Okay. For my 10, I have the Commanders. And I really, really wanted to put the Lions in at 10. I couldn't do it. Like, they're 5 and 7. But, like, they're on the cuffs of breaking. If they win this week, I'm going to put them in the top 10. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Uh, I picked also had the commies at 10. And the reason I have the commies at 10 is because I just couldn't think of anyone else to put there. And everyone else I tried to put there, either their record was too garbage or the team itself is just falling apart. Like the Ravens, I like looked at for a second. I was like, oh, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Titans. No, no, I don't think so. The commies, though they just tied with the Giants, they at least played a good game, and I think they are ascending. So, yes, I also took the commies at 10. I have the Jets at 9 because I feel like they played the Vikings pretty well. I feel like they're still a good team, but they're definitely falling down the power rankings. I don't – they didn't do one last week, but I definitely probably would have them closer to the top five. Um, but, yeah, they're almost falling out. Uh, they need to start doing better. Yeah, that loss to the Vikings did not look great. I, they had a chance to win that game, but Mike White did what a backup quarterback tends to do and looked like a backup quarterback, but I do agree as well. Once again, Jets at nine. That defense is still stacked. The loss of uh, Michael Carter really hurts, but maybe this will give a James Robinson a chance to really show out and ball out. And uh, yeah, Jets at nine. have the Dolphins at eight. Even though they lost to a good team, they didn't really look good against the third-string quarterback, and that's kind of worrisome. I feel like they could do a little better. I feel like they're better than eight, but, I mean, with where everything stands right now, I think that they're the best. They're the eighth-best team right now. Yeah, once again, I agree with the Dolphins at eight. I think that defense is just very suspect right now. I don't trust it. And the farther or the closer you get to the playoffs, the more important defense becomes. And I just don't trust that defense. I 100% trust that offense with or without Jalen Waddle in it. But that's why I got him an eight still. 
But yeah, they need to uh, start winning some games here. At seven, I have the Vikings. Uh, even though they're ten and two, like I'm, good teams win games. Like I said, they're nine and zero in one possession games. But at the same time, the way that they're playing to win these games, they don't look great. They don't look super strong. And I think all the teams I have ahead of them are better teams, even if they've beaten uh, one of these teams that I have ahead of them. Uh, this is our first uh, disagreeance because at seven, I have the Buffalo Bills, who, if healthy and with all the pieces together, I know they are now the one seed in the AFC at this point after the Chiefs loss. And to have them out of the top five seems a little crazy. But the team itself is not... They don't have that killer instinct, I think is the best way to put it. I The minute I saw them almost choke away that game to the Packers, I said it to Diesel then. If you're going to play a team, if you're going to be like this as a team and not be able to put your foot on your opponent's throat, you're not going to win a championship. And that's how I kind of still feel about them. I don't think they have that killer instinct to just go for the throat of their opponent and not care how it looks. Like, they wouldn't have kept beating down on the Colts like the Cowboys did this past week. I will tell you that much right now. They had taken their foot off the gas, and the Colts might have snuck back into it. Who knows? But that's neither here nor there. I have the Bills at 7. I actually have the Bills at 6. I feel like a lot of the same things that you said are true. I also feel like they're still a really good team and for the majority of the season they were one or two on the power rankings and they have slid down the rankings because they have they have flaws that have been exposed and i feel like they can fix this they have josh allen they have like they still in my opinion talent wise have the best team in the league it's just they need to they need to like drink some of that Michael Jordan's like special drink and uh, get back to playing the way that they were playing at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I 100% agree on that with the Bills. Uh, my number six, they beat the Bills. They beat the Jets. I hate to put them here because I wouldn't put them in the top five, but I have to respect that record. It's 10-2. and two. It's the Minnesota Vikings. I... Just, I hate it. I hate everything about it. But once again, as Bill Parcells used to say, you are what your record is. They're 10 and two. And while I feel like most of those victories could have been losses, they found a way to win. I don't think they're a top five team, but they are definitely the sixth best team right now. And so I have the Minnesota Vikings at number six. I have the Chiefs at five and Originally, I had them at four, but I moved on to five because I was reminded that they lost to the Colts. And I don't know why. That was at the beginning of the season. But just, like, hearing that, it makes me feel differently about the four teams that I have ahead of them uh, as, like, strength-wise, even though the Chiefs are really good and are probably going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I just, at this point, <laughs> they lost last week. I feel like that knocks them down a peg. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the top two next week. Yeah. I mean, but they're playing Denver, so maybe not. Depends. If they win, like, 65 to nothing, then they probably will be. That'll make it feel a little bit different, you think? Yeah. Uh, 
my number five team is the San Francisco 49ers. I that defense is just so good. And honestly, I would have them higher had the injury to Jimmy G not happened. Don't get me wrong. As I said earlier, this is an offense perfectly tailored to not having a superstar quarterback. But there will come a time come playoffs where you need a quarterback to make a play for you. And Jimmy G didn't make it in the Super Bowl all those years back, and they lost that game. And it will come a time that they have to make some plays and I just don't know if Mr. Purdy can do it. So they're at number five. I changed my mind. The Chiefs are four and the 49ers are five. And I'm going to tell you why. 49ers lost to the Broncos, which is a worse loss than to the Colts. That is that is true. I do feel like San Francisco is really strong. I feel like with like we talked about when we were talking about the games, their offensive attack with running the ball and short passes and screens and their defense is so dominant that they are a really strong team. But yes, they lost to Denver. They can't they can't shake that in my opinion. Uh, well, then both of our number fours are the Chiefs, so we can both talk about the Chiefs together because. Yeah, they looked, about <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you already talked about them, so I can talk about the Chiefs now. Because they came back to earth uh, this past week against the Bengals. And I think Tom Grassi said it best. Maybe you have a cat allergy. Because it doesn't make any sense. They rip everyone else up. And Patrick Mahomes looks like a demigod out there among humans. And then he plays the Bengals. And Travis Kels can't make a catch for most of the game. And then when he does make a catch... He fumbles the ball, which never happens. I mean, weird things happen against the Bengals. So I got the Chiefs here. I think that that number four, they're still, they could still probably be the best team in the AFC, even with the loss and even with the team that I have ranked above them. But with losing this week to the Bengals, it's just, they got to go a couple of spaces down. So got them at four. Uh, number three. Kitty does go meow, to quote, to quote uh, Tom Grassi. I have the Bengals at three. Uh, they're just starting to look impressive, and their slow start to the season is looking to be behind them. Uh, they got a healthy Jamar Chase. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Joe Burrow, like I said earlier, is entering into the MVP discussion. He's looking that good. They are looking like a team that is gearing up to make a run for another AFC championship and not, maybe even a Super Bowl championship. I am really liking the Bengals right now. Like, I really liked them last year. That offense is just sick. Those receivers yeah. are just nasty. It's just the defense isn't the best, but with the pieces that they have and the way they use them, they're getting the job done and They're opportunistic just, i like the Bengals, and like if it wasn't for the two teams i have ahead of them they'd be number one for sure yeah especially after the way they played this last week i agree with you wholeheartedly Bengals at number three that offense everything you said i nasty offense Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, just always looking so calm and collected out there. Even when Patrick Mahomes was coming back in the game and they were scoring points, didn't matter at all. Bengals stayed chill. I just, I just can't 
pick against them being number three. They, they're they a scary offense, and if they're clicking, they ain't no way to stop them. Boyd, Higgins, Chase, Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon, even P. Ryan. Like, that's their backup running back, and P. Ryan is good. Like, he could start on a lot of teams, and he's their backup. Like, you can't stop that thing. Their offensive line looks like they put it together. Joe Burrow hasn't been being sacked recently. Like... That team is a scary team if they are cooking on all cylinders. Firing on all cylinders. I combine two analogies team right there. Gas. Yeah, there we go. Uh, number two, I have the Eagles. And I know that they're 11-1. and one, And I know that the team I have ahead of them are in their division. But I don't know. I just feel like... They played the Titans, who I don't think is that great of a team. Yeah, they looked really good, but the dominance that the team ahead of them showed on uh, Sunday night just kind of made me feel like they might be a little bit stronger. Um, but that being said, the Eagles easily could be number one because, like, the fact that like, they're right now probably the most complete team. They got it figured out on offense, defense, and special teams. And they just are really, really, really tough to beat. And like you said, you don't think they're going to lose another game this year. And that could be the case. Because like I said, they're the most well-rounded team in the league probably. And they have, I think they have a really good uh, coach as well. He, I don't think they should have ever got rid of Doug Peterson, but they replaced him with a guy that potentially could win them another championship. So... Yeah, I still think they're number two, but uh, you tell me. I already know you're number one and two, so you talk about my number one and whatever and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because at number two, I have the Dallas Cowboys and completely agree. Yes, you all just saw my earbud fall out of my ear there, folks, and it's on the ground. And I'm not picking it up. I have another one. But yes, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, who are going to be my number one, I'll tell you that right now. Sorry to give you the spoiler. The Cowboys at number two, they were only up two points going into that fourth quarter against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, don't get me wrong. They scored 33 points in the fourth quarter to make that game an absolute blowout. And it was... One of the most decimating just performances I've ever seen by a team where it looked like it was a professional football team facing a high school team in that fourth quarter. Like, it just wasn't fair. It it felt like the epitome of the Simpsons. Stop, stop, he's already dead. Because they were ripping the ball out. They were blasting them. They were intercepting it. They couldn't tackle Tony Pollard. I mean, yes. That fourth quarter was absolutely one of the just finest showings of how you can take a team and turn them into nothing. But those other three quarters gave me a lot of worry. Okay, Dak Prescott threw an interception in that game. They couldn't get the running game going for three quarters. They were only up by two points on the Indianapolis Colts. They are number two. They are a phenomenal football team. And I do think still ascending at this moment, but they haven't put it all together yet. And that is why I have them at number two. I obviously have the Cowboys at number one. You make a lot of valid points. 
I just feel that they what they did in the fourth quarter, like it was more of a they were more conditioned than the Colts almost. Like it got to the fourth quarter and they still were playing at full speed and the Colts were like, We're tired, we're gonna go home. And yeah, and I like the fact that they didn't let up. And it's almost like it's not the Jerry Jones way. It seems like since losing to the Packers, like they've been awoken and they it seems like the Packers have like played interesting roles in a lot of teams like they kind of halted the bills they like the lions like whooped up on them and their trajectory went up like you can say similar things happened against the jets and the giants after playing the packers it's weird but like after like losing to the packers mike mccarthy walking off that podium like probably going back there and like you know everyone's buying into Mike McCarthy. Wouldn't be playing this good if they weren't. I think like they feel like they might have let him down, and they're playing for him. They're playing for Jerry Jones. They're playing to win a championship in Dallas again. I don't know. This team looks pretty scary to me right now. I just feel like right now they're after week thirteen. They're the best team in the NFL. That might not be the case after week fourteen, but after week thirteen, I feel like they're the best team. Uh, my number one team after week 13 is the Philadelphia Eagles. Besides that one loss to the Commanders and also letting the uh, freaking Colts hang with them for most of the game and then having to pull it out in the fourth quarter, they are the most dominant team in the NFL right now. If they're not running the ball down your throat for 300 yards, they're throwing the ball over the top of you for 300 yards. That secondary with being led by Darius Slay is an absolute dominant defense. They just held King Henry, the absolute best running back in the NFL, bar none. I don't care. You can argue with me if you want. He is Derrick Henry, and then there's everyone else. And there are other great running backs, but Derrick Henry is a different class of human when it comes to running backs. And they held him in check. He was a non-factor in that game from bell to bell. They beat down the Titans. The Titans were never in that game. I think the Titans are a far superior team to the Colts. And thus by the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles were able to beat their team from bell to bell in that dominant fashion. And the Cowboys needed a just absolute dominant fourth quarter to win the game in the way they did. That's why I have the Eagles slightly ahead of the Cowboys this week. But I do agree. I think... It's 1A and 1B right now, and I don't think many people could probably argue against them being the two best teams in the NFL right now with just the way that they're playing. I mean, yeah, it, they're interchangeable. Like, I, you can't make an argument for either one. I feel like they are one and two either way. So I'm not mad with your list. We're pretty close on a lot of things. Um, we had the exact same 10 teams. We just moved a couple pieces around. And yeah, we didn't really talk about it beforehand either. It's just uh, the way it is. Way things. I mean, if you can see our picks, we're usually like-minded, except for last week, which whatever <laughs> didn't work out. I was really hoping that I didn't even care if like you had a big lead on me after last week. I just wanted to see a change. 
I did too. I can't believe that after we had 10 games different last week and there was only a margin of two game difference. <laughs> well, maybe this week will be different. Like I said, there's four games different. You can win them all and you get the lead. So good luck to you, sir. Good luck to you in fantasy. I know that you need it with uh, you've been having some rough weeks. Uh, and, uh, I, I, need, I need a lot of luck this week. week. I won both my leagues last week and the Packers won. That's the first time all season. I hit the trifecta. It was a good Sunday for me. Um, but other than that, do you have any final thoughts? Um, uh, I think I'm just excited for week 14 action. And I can't believe that fantasy football is already about to wrap up. And we're about to be in the playoffs of the NFL. It is mind-boggling how fast this year has gone. I mean, the football season always goes by so fast, but I can't not say that I'm not excited for the playoffs. Best time of the year, every year. Well, on that note, we can uh, probably start saying goodbye. So you can follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. Follow Chad on Twitter at Chad's underscore mind. You can send your podcasts into visionariesgoldmedia at gmail.com. Where they can be heard on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podknife, and Potable. And remember, also follow us on Twitter at VizGlobalMedia. I can't forget that one. Um, yeah, so it's been a good week. I'm excited for week 14, as Chad said. But until then, I think we have a lot of football to watch. So let's watch some football. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.